There's a lot that could impress you about the all-new Honda Prologue EV. True, it's got class-leading passenger space and clean, thoughtful design and intuitive technology. But what really sets the Prologue apart from the competition is that it's more than an EV. It's a Honda. Honda, the power of dreams. Visit honda.com slash prologue to learn more. Today, Healthier is happening at CVS Health in more ways than you've ever seen. It's wellness destinations for seniors, including select locations with Oak Street Health and CVS Pharmacy. It's doctors, nurses, pharmacists, and everyone in between, offering quality care and support virtually, in person, and on the phone. It's in-home evaluations through Signify Health and meeting mental health needs through Aetna. And those are just a few of the ways Healthier is happening. To see more, visit cvshealth.com slash healthierhappenstogether. CVS Pharmacy, Oak Street Health, CVS Specialty, Signify Health, and Aetna are part of CVS Health. Eligibility and services vary by location and individual. Hello and welcome to Down the Dog with me, Matt Ford. And me, John Richardson. So, John, today mm-hmm. is the day. I believe you are now in possession of the 20-year-old can of Fosters to drink from our listener, George James. Um, I think this came from What's the Oldest Thing in Your Cupboard? Yeah. Last yeah, year. Yeah, our hit, smash hit feature. Um, obviously offers to take it out to Saudi and do it as an arena tour. Um, we turned all them down. We're about the purity of the pod, aren't we? Oh, the pod purity is something that we always adhere to. So do you have the can I or are you going to drink it? do not have the can. There was a logistical problem. The, uh, the plan in place for the handover of the can did not happen. However, I am mm. in London, which is the same city as the can, um, this week. So I think uh, I'll pop into the London branch of the dog if producer Danny is amenable. Sorry, landlord Danny. The mask slipped there, didn't I? I went full media wanker. <laughs> when we finished uh, the RX on this one, I'll get down to... Uh, but I'm coming to London this week, Danny, if you have the can. I have sent the can. You've sent the can? Oh, for God's okay, sake. Okay, so it'll be good and lively then. Yeah. And kick round the back of a Royal Mail van for a couple of days. Oh, is that what's coming today? The can's coming today. Maybe <gasps> that's, my pod. It might arrive during the pod. Good God. Can you imagine if the can arrives mid-pod? Oh, my God. If we've got a mid-pad, if we've got a mid-pod <laughs> can sitch, my <laughs> word. Can you okay. imagine? Well, uh, they've they've sent me an email. Let's, let's check. Well, DPD. Think, uh, Royal Mail. Lovely. Danny is, uh, landlord yeah. Danny is British to his core. Yeah, the Patriots parcel Ooh, Loves the king. Um, oh, no, that's one about travel insurance. Getting a lot of emails from the post office at the moment. Took our annual travel insurance, and, uh, God, they don't half want me to renew. Becoming a sort of almost a sinister threat now, the amount of times they're saying, you don't want to go to Bruges and fall off a fucking staircase, mate. It's definitely from Royal Mail, yeah? I think I've deleted the reference. Here we go. Your Royal Mail parcel is due to be delivered today. Good God. We'll need a signature if you have a dog. Help us deliver safely by keeping it secure. I, I do have a dog, but I don't suppose they mean a dog and bastard. I think they mean an actual canine, don't they? Yeah, but still, there's a, there's a lot of messages here that suggest that whatever else has gone on um, at the leadership of um, Royal Mail and the post office, yeah. um, that, that, that they are listeners to the show and they are, they are they're trying to deliver not just the can, but great content. <laughs> the content. Oh, if you will. I um, will. I will, John. Oh, um, you better. So I that won't. may arrive. 
Um, that may arrive for dog fans. There will be a oh. pub dog of the week and a spectacular email, which suggests a new regular uh, thread, which I am very excited about. Okay, I'm I'm not aware of that. So that will be that will be a great surprise. You to don't me. read your emails, do you? I do. Look, I'm knocking around just, doing all your other podcasts, weren't you? Interviewing bloody Kevin Phillips on Absolute, and then straight round to uh, Hillary Ben's yeah, house. That's it. Um, and then off to interview uh, uh, ooh, Matt on. Turner. Lovely, lovely reference. The um, the now deposed Nottingham Forest American goalkeeper. Oh, is um, he? That's embarrassing for the viewers of Amazon. We bought Matt's house. Oh, my God. What a pro- Are you enjoying it? Married to the I, game? I haven't watched it because I don't think... I, I misunderstood what it was. I thought it was like a dating show for footballers because I'd only seen the James Tarkovsky clip. Oh, where it looks like he's chatting up a lady, but actually he's talking to someone at a party to celebrate their two months together. Right. Well, they're two months since their wedding. Oh, I see. Okay. Oh, well, that's perfectly sensible then. Everyone does that. Well, look, we're already we're already down the dog. Pull up a pew, everyone. We're we're, we're back up here, sat at the bar, and uh, you know, as guys do, girls, uh, when we when we chat at the bar, we chat about what we've been watching on telly, don't we? Yeah, and, it's on on uh, mute. I imagine it's on in the corner on mute. Someone's I going. This is that fucking uh, married <laughs> to a football or something, isn't it? Married to my balls. It's like if you like Real Housewives of Beverly Hills, this is I the don't. show for you, and I do. Um, but what's it? So it follows Jorginho, Mares, um, Gundawan, Matt Turner, and James Tarkovsky. So it's a sort of range of um, footballers that they've picked and their partners. And I would say Matt Turner and Tarkovsky and Gundawan are the most attentive and bothered about their partners or wives. Mm-hmm. I'd say Jorginho and Mares, Mares especially does not want to be on this teleprogram and based on what I've seen so far, doesn't really want to be with his wife. Um, and that makes for awkward viewing, but also, you know, this is, this is real life. We're capturing the real lives of footballers. What it also does make me think, John, is, you know, get around these footballers' houses. I mean, Tarkovsky's is fairly normal as far as a rich man's house goes. A lot of them have terrible taste. It's very sterile. Yeah, that's how Lots I associate footballers' grey and not... chrome and glass. Come on, man, well, have a bit like... wood incredibly expensive um like tiling won't it it'll be all like italian marble or something but ultimately just bland so bland you know you and i are big fans of wood oh, i love oh. wood oh i got wooden beams i was in, in a wood yesterday were you where seeing the source the live wood i took my daughter for a little walk in the forest that one that i've been to with you we've been to a forest well there's like near where you are there's like that lovely little walk oh where yeah the it is orange yes exactly that's where we went to the orange river Wow. You can dip your stick in it, if you'll pardon the phrase, and you can draw on the trees and the foliage. It's all a bit of harmless graffiti fun. It's lovely. It's it's organic, sustainable graffiti, which is what this show's all about. It's what we stand for. Talk to her about graffiti. What was that? Uh, That was coffee. Hungover? Um, uh, No, actually. No, I did drink a lot this weekend. Um, Good. I think I drank pretty much for two days solid. Great. Um, Celebrating, of course... Leeds United's historic victory <laughs> over your second team, uh, Leicester City. Um, we're not fans of them, pal. Don't try and wind oh. up on that part. Okay. Oh, you're such a... Oh. <laughs> there's a real, like... There's a camp creepiness sometimes. That, oh. Yeah, that's me. Get. Um, but well, I was well, delighted... Let's write a horror film called Camp Creep. It's on, like, a, a campsite full of co-eds. 
Come and then I'm, I'm like the camp creep that comes out. Oh, you're not padlocking your zip. What, what are co-eds? Does it just mean people are at school? Uh, are we co-eds? Well, it's short for co-educational, isn't it? What so does, does it mean? mean like co-educational school? Well, co-educational is boys and girls, isn't it? Okay. So it just In means... America, I think it must mean something, because it references a specific age, doesn't it? Co-eds, right, I assume, mean... is like college. Okay. Co-ed private schools in Europe are America's first co-ed college. Oberlin, Hillsdale, Franklin, Baylor, and Otterbein. So maybe what it means that? college kids. Yeah, it doesn't, doesn't mean anything. To me, it means kids who will be attacked by a chainsaw-wielding maniac on a campsite. That's what it means. So let's just... Let, I feel like we've slightly gone down the sort of co-head rabbit hole here. Um, co-head? Co-head. Oh, I hate it when I do that. When you when your H goes to the wrong word, but anyway, we, that's a whole other episode. Um, whole when have other. you dropped an H? It's not so much dropping an H that's the problem. It's when you put the H in, that's picking the them up. If you, go, if you go, what have you had for your dinner? That's fine. But if you go, um, oh, um, I wonder, lonely has a cloud. You're like, Oof. oh, come on. Well, now. you're picking up the H's. Do you find it's happened more since you moved to London, where they drop them all the time? Since you live next door to Eridiac. Do you know Come what? Come out of your mom, front door, you're covered in H's. When we, when we, um, my mum had a friend, and I remember, uh, Oof, you know, people were always very candidly. My you know mum had a friend. <laughs> no, she's a female friend. Um, Ooh. <laughs> were well, they in I mean co-ed is, school together? <laughs> my mum is a heterosexual former nun, and um, <laughs> that's all you need to know about her. And um, <laughs> she had this friend. You know when. Some people just love drama, don't they? And I remember oh, her, God, friend, yeah. her friend would move the H's around the sentence. And I remember going, she went, I want him help my house. <laughs> <laughs> Even as a kid, I was like, this is great. This is and such what, a Was she talking about you? <laughs> um, no. No, okay. Just, want, no, just to clear that up as well. Do you want to um, double back on married to, to the game then? No. Or, or do you want to talk about on. Leeds Leicester? Well, I want to start with... And then I wheel back to that, but I want to, in a way, I want to start at the end. Tell me more about two days solid drinking. Uh, I had a reunion with some school friends at a cottage in a rural location, and I drank consistently uh, all the time, and it wow. was good. I like it. Good. What were you and drinking? And then yesterday, I didn't drink. Ooh. What did we have? Was some Just lovely ale. Ways. Lovely ale out that way. Friday, I've I've learned now the Friday night is where the damage happens if you're not careful because you're excited to see everyone and everyone brings some booze. So before you know it, you've met for lunch, you've had a few beers. You then think, oh, we'll have some wine with dinner. Before you know it, the whiskey's out and you're playing poker. Saturday's a write-off. So Saturday now, I just stay on beer and that is much more sensible. And then on the Saturday, uh, more beer and then some wine and a little bit of port and some whiskey. Port? Yeah, I like what, port. What triggered that? Did it did it come with cheese or just solo port? No, I, t- I took a bottle of port because I had some Christmas leftover booze. Great. Um, Christmas wasn't as boozy as I was hoping for oh. in the Richardson household. There was much more travel involved. Um, so there was an unopened bottle of port, and I thought, go on then. Go on then. Tawny. I think it would know. Uh, I think it might be Ruby. You, you're someone who knows this. I, I mean, I love the name Tawny Port. Mm. Um, uh, what does it mean? I've no idea. It just Difference all means tasty. Difference yeah, between 
tawny and I assume that maybe the the way it's aged. The difference between tawnies and rubies is the time they're aged prior to fortifying and bottling. Ruby port is younger, sweeter, and fruitier. Oh, here comes Camp Creep. It's typically only aged a few years and why it retains more of its natural deep ruby colour. Tawny port is aged longer, sometimes as long as 40 years in wooden barrels. I wonder if the Kaiser Chiefs in about 30 years' time will bring it as a called Tony, 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 Tony. They'll be like, yeah, we're just big fans of port. And we thought we'd It'd bring out Ruby first. It'd be a much more chilled out. It'd be sort of more folky, wouldn't it, at that age? I mean, in 40 years, they're, they're going to be in their 80s. Yeah. I think it'd be a much more relaxed vibe than bouncing around. Do you, do you, do you, do you? Four incontinent men. I used to walk out to that song um, in stand-up. Because I used to imagine it went Richardson, Richardson. And it made me laugh. And did it have anything to do with the fact that there was the Leeds United connection? Uh, well, it's always given me a fondness for the band, but I liked them before I knew uh, much about them, really. Um, but those songs now are synonymous. I predict a riot. I think sometimes we go a little bit too early with I predict a riot. I think sometimes their sort of finger is hovering on the button. And actually, you think, oh, save this, save this for like really big wins. But it's what. lovely now because, go on. Football stadium DJ is a great gig, isn't it? The yeah. power you've got over 30 plus thousand people. You know, if you've got Sweet Caroline or Freed from Desire in your back pocket, my God, that place is going to go off. There was a, uh, a DJ that had to apologize, didn't he, for playing Wham! Um, did you did you see this? Did you read about this over Christmas? <laughs> yeah, I um, did. Yeah, I love what people need to grow up on that whole Whamageddon thing. It's just a bit of fun. Yeah. You are going to hear it. It's a massive Christmas tune. Well, you, we're I now going to cancel Wham just because you're playing a, a little game. And, and it's a stupid game as well. It's like the game, isn't it? When people go, "You just lost the game." They are shut up. I wasn't playing a game. You just lost the life. life. Yeah. Oh, mate, we were in a pub yesterday and they started doing the quiz thing. It, they should just say, you know, I'm not into pub quizzes, right? And what I don't like oh, you is... You hate pub quizzes. Let's, let's be honest now. Let's wheel back and just say I'm not into pub quizzes. You hate pub quizzes. I just think, God, grow up. What I also think is, is if you go in there and you're not aware it's quiz night, when you get to the bar and say, I'll have a pint, um, a Prosecco and a glass of red... And uh, whatever they're having, um, <laughs> they should say, we need to warn you that it's quiz night tonight. So mm-hmm. before I put this transaction through, you are going to be bellowed at by a man wearing a, you know, a, a metal tour t-shirt in the corner. You go, what? No, I don't want to stay. Because then they're like, oh, well, this area is reserved for the quiz. You're like, no one's playing the quiz, mate. You're just going you to pay everything in a pub that isn't the bar and the alcohol, and possibly some football on the telly. But I don't football think you like tellies, jukeboxes, quiz machines, oh, any pub paraphernalia. Just keep it chill, man. Have good pub-appropriate music at an appropriate volume, just to sort of add to a bit of hubbub. Um, sport, I'm all for on the telly. Um, but yeah, any more... Playing sport games and all four, as in the channel all four? Or you're all for sport on the telly? What, John? Given that you're a leading face of Channel 4. Um, <laughs> sport. <laughs> Do you know, I um, I recently corrected a uh, pub quiz host. Wow. Um, so I was in oh. a pub while a quiz was going on, and I spotted an error in one of the questions. And I thought, Do you know what? 
I'm going to go up and say something because I think uh-huh. if you're playing the quiz and you know the answer to that question and then it's been corrected. So the question was, uh, which interviewer, and I realize now having talked about how much you hate pub quizzes, we're having one, but yeah. we're not in a pub. We're not in a pub. Do you mind quizzes el- yeah. elsewhere? We're in the dog. Um Oh, no, no, we no. I think quizzing is, is, is great fun. I don't mind if there was a sort of quiz community that could do it without imposing themselves on the rest of us. But yes. <laughs> Where would you have question. them do it other than a pub? In an escape a room. cinema? No, it's the same demographics. Go into an escape room <laughs> and quiz for an hour, and we'll decide when you can come out. That is very interesting that the quiz room and escape room demographics are similar. I would be interested to hear from the listener on that. Just have a chat. Why My dad is a regular quiz goer. He'll be at the quiz tonight. Um, with the SBCs. Different um, for older people, I'll say that. Different for older people. Yeah, he's never done an escape room. Apart Maybe from the latch should. on his toilet door is uh, not the most reliable. So, technically. Let's have so, the quest. question was... If I can get it. Well, I think you might, and I think you'll get it as it should have been. And, 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 and for me, this really revealed that what this particular quiz host had done, she downloaded a quiz pack, and she's just reading it verbatim. She's not yeah. researched, she's not checked ahead. So, the question was this. Which interviewer asked buzz aldrin what it was like to be the second man to walk on the sun and you think sun oh, yes yeah yeah it's a yeah. joke it's ali g you're bang on it's ali g and that was the joke but in reading the question she said oh that doesn't make any sense does it it must be wrong it's the moon so who asked and i thought who the fuck i mean everybody's asked buzz aldrin what it was like to walk on the moon you've taken <laughs> the key element of the question and you've you've slipped it out. You've taken it out. So now I you thought, you know, let's be honest. A quiz demographic tends to you have got an advantage with an older team, shall we say? On the whole, you've got a you've just been alive longer. You've got a greater breadth of knowledge. But I thought that's one of the questions that people in here my age and younger, young box, young sexy box like me, they'll know that one because they'll know Ali G. And you've just changed it. So now if someone puts Parkinson, technically they're right. If Parkinson ever asked him what it was like to walk on the moon, so I went up and I said, um, "Oh, just so you know, I didn't go straight away. I didn't ring my bell. Ding, 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 ding. Error." Here comes Camp Creep. Oh, I'm listening to your quiz over there on my own. I'm not playing. I'm just watching. I like to watch. Um, I went over and I said, just so you know, um, I think you've, I think it was supposed to be the sun because I think it's a comedy interview and I think it's Ali G. Thinking she'd say, oh God, right. Let me just put out a quick announcement. And she went, okay, well done. That's all she did. She didn't then say on the microphone, oh, it's been flagged up that it is the sun. She left it. She said, well, in fairness, I think you're probably the only person in here that knows that. That's the whole point of a quiz. <laughs> it was a really shirty response. Did you pull the Channel 4 card? Did you go as a fellow Channel 4 talent? Yeah. Um, well, I don't know. Maybe there's other people in here who've won £64,000 on Deal or No Deal. But if you want someone who understands the very format of, uh, and admittedly, Deal or No Deal is a bad example because it's not a quiz. But still, it's in that realm. Normally, being a little extra can be a bit much. But when it comes to healthcare, it pays to be extra. And United Healthcare makes it easy with Health Protector Guard fixed indemnity insurance plans. Underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, they supplement your primary plan, helping you manage out-of-pocket costs without the usual requirements and restrictions like deductibles and enrollment periods. So when it comes to covering your medical bills, you can feel good about being a little extra. Visit uh1.com to find the Health Protector Guard plan for you. Does Monday at the office feel like a storm? Not with Microsoft Copilot. 
That feeling when Copilot gets everyone up to speed instantly? It's sunny again. When Copilot simplifies complex data so your teams can act, that sun's shining on a beach. And when Copilot uncovers hidden insights, you're on that beach with your people and you find buried treasure. That's Microsoft Copilot. Learn more at Microsoft.com slash AI for all. This episode is brought to you by Visit Williamsburg. In Williamsburg, Virginia, there's never too much of a good thing. Whether you're a foodie, a golfer, a history buff, a shopaholic, an outdoor enthusiast, or a thrill seeker, you'll find what you came for here and more. So ask yourself, what is it you want? Discover Williamsburg and plan your trip at visitwilliamsburg.com. I always turn down quizzes. Fear of looking thick. Yeah, exactly that. Exactly that. I think somehow people have come to the view that I, I'm, I probably am quite intelligent as a cop. I think it's because I'm not very funny. So I think people just think he's, he's really? one of them sort of new brainy ones. I'm not one of the zany, you know, the ones everyone likes who play a toaster as a musical instrument. What um, has happened to you over the last weekend? You, you're all over the I've shop. Put away a lot of booze. I think you've got it the other way around. I, I think people think, think you're I'm funny, thick. But, but thick as shit, yeah. Do you that think they do? Northern git. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I think if I went on, put it this way, I think if I go on the weakest link and I'm next to Janet Street Porter, um, I don't know, James Haskell, um, Anthea Turner, and Dave Benson Phillips, there'd Great. be assumption that I'm going to do all right at that. Okay. Maybe I'm wrong. Email in if you think I'm thick as shit. Hello at, what is it? Hello at downthedog.com. Yeah, am um, I a thick bastard? It's because I do countdown, isn't it? So people think, oh, he loves, he loves letters. And what's, words are made of letters, aren't they? So he's probably good at quizzes. Yeah, I think it's the fact that you seem to be playing it regularly. They just think, well, he's got a bit of match experience. Yeah, so yeah exactly, exactly. Any level but there's no like link that. between general intelligence and being able to make the word shoehorn out of some jumbled up letters. Makes you match fit, though, doesn't it? It says you're in I that realm. So. Yeah, it's brain. You're working them muscles, aren't you? The brain muscles. Yeah. Um, One of them thinking types. Off the back of an email from Tom, I really like this for the dog because what I love on the dog walls is memorabilia and stuff. Yes. So Tom says, Dear John and Matt, between the years of 1998 and 2010, my granddad would take me to watch Morecambe. Um, lovely to hear the old homestead mentioned would routinely buy me a pie brackets famously award-winning and the program his death a couple of months ago links to our, a, another of our features have you got a dead relative less successful his death a couple of months ago prompted me to look back on my collection of programs. Sadly, I didn't freeze any of the pies to reminisce. This reminiscing was better than I'd imagined. Whilst I was pleased, I still had my program from when the shrimps played Edgar Davids's Barnet and copies from playoff games. I was most taken by those from 98-99. During the season, the editor wisely thought fans might like to read short biographies of the referee officiating that day's game. And I've Brilliant. wasted a short while reading about Andrew Smith, who officiated a conference game against Cheltenham Town and his part-time profession as a pat and Cotter in a tailoring company, Michael Haxby, who refereed our game against Welling United, a single man and lecturer who enjoys the theatre, and Tony McGee, who took charge of my first ever game against Kingstonians, a father of five, employee of Ford Cars, who enjoys running and darts. 
<laughs> wonder how he had time to referee. The jewel in this literary crown, though, has to be a programme from our league game against Northwich Victoria on the 2nd of January 1999, a game I remember well. This mid-season, mid-table clash of mediocrity was refereed by tennis-playing DIYer and police officer and future World Cup final referee and head of PGMOL, Howard Webb. A special mention, too, to this fourth official, a Mr P. Allchin. This got me wondering, is this a best example of an official, official merchandise owned by a dog-goer? Perhaps unless someone has got a signed Pierre-Luigi Colina top. And a supplementary question, will biographies of referees limit fan abuse, knowing that these are real people? With families and sometimes quite middle class interests, or would it make the <laughs> chanting more hurtful and more specific? Keep up the good work and up the shrimps, Tom. Um, it's a cracking really? email. I, I, I would say not just referee. Um, I did fantasy football last week, and they asked me about my referee's kit, um, which I think I bought to tease you with. Um, I don't. Yeah. I would love to know what football memorabilia of people have got knocking around their houses to go up we have a pub dog every week i'd love a bit of merch to go up on the wall each week yes let us know your memorabilia and particularly if it is ref based i mean that, that you're really <laughs> yeah. into that um, yeah i, I did I have um a couple of referees autographs back in the i day. had dermot gallagher as my mascot on an episode of eight out of ten cats once that's cool yeah it was funny it was very funny it was exactly what you sort of think it would be they're kind of they're, they're like teachers aren't they They've got that vibe. harsh teachers, refs. Yeah, a, a bit of swagger in their own environment. Do you know what I mean as well? Like, I imagine if you saw him in Morrison's, he cut a very different figure, but he had the full referee's cut on. He was in a TV studio and he was fucking loving it. Do you think they are rule abiders in every yeah in every part of their life? A- a- absolutely. Never park illegally. Wouldn't even leave it for 30 seconds with the hazards on. That's because interesting, isn't it? Or is or is it not? I actually fear that it's not interesting. I actually fear that I've just been <laughs> very, very boring. It's very late in the podcast for us to start entertaining that as something we need to consider. I think my but sugar levels are a bit low. Now. <laughs> uh, let's get to the pub dog before we end this week because we specifically requested dogs that had undergone surgery and Amy Stewart has delivered. Yes! Um, so there's a picture there which we will put on the uh, socials for the Down the Dog, the Instagram and the Twitter of her dog Zola, um, who is in her bed uh, looking beautiful with a big cone round her to stop herself scratting at the bits they don't want her to scratch at. Um, she says, Dear Matt, John and Danny, I'm putting forward Zola, age 12, for pub dog this week following your call to arms for decrepit pets. I don't remember where to get quite like that. <laughs> Yeah, you have your phone. own words sent back to you, innit? Um, she has had major surgery for multiple mast cell tumours, including a big chunk out of her hind leg muscle. Sadly, she does not have a colostomy, so I will remain responsible for getting her shit into a bag. I feel she'd be an excellent companion for Matt in his regard. I saw a dog eating shit yesterday on a walk. Where? When I took my daughter for the walk in the woods, there was a big steaming pile of horse crap because <gasps> horse owners don't have to tidy up their shit for some reason it was right in the middle of the path and there's somebody was walking with like five dogs off the lead and everyone they gathered around that it was like the end of harry potter when they have the christmas feast and they're all sort of chucking at each other and celebrating it was like voldemort had finally been dealt with and they could all chow down on a big mound of horse crap every one of those dogs had a mouthful and the owner was going get away get away from it dirty <laughs> Why do dogs eat shit? Do you know? <laughs> I think there's nutrition in it. I think um, you can gain calories. So I think it's become part of their sort of learned behavior. 
Why are they not repelled by the smell in the same way that other animals are? Because that's the whole point of shit, isn't it? Is that it's foul. <laughs> that's the whole point of shit. Well, you're not meant to eat it, are you? What's the point of shit? Well, I'm just um, realising I'm obviously pumping out these bags. I could be like sending them to the dogs. <laughs> <laughs> I'm a fucking idiot sometimes. Most dogs engage in coprophagia out of habit, hunger, stress, or boredom. Only a very small number do it because of illness or something lacking in their diet. Some dogs start eating poo at a young age, which then becomes a habit. <laughs> anyway, let's get sick. back to. Let's get back to Zola, who I'm sure is not a shit eater. Um, I feel she would be an excellent companion for Matt in his recovery. My 73-year-old dad, who is not a big fan of dogs, describes her nonetheless as a very calming presence. Also, mm. she shares Matt's passion for food and would happily eat an entire packet of boosts in bed, testified to by the number of times she's been taken to the vet for eating dog-poisoning food, e.g. an entire Christmas pudding while I was using the toilet. Where there are bar snacks, there will be Zola. Do not take her to a park where people are picnicking. She will commit theft. She is a wonderfully friendly and relaxed dog, and I believe her wiry old man eyebrows alone should qualify her for consideration. All of my grandparents are now dead. Zola lives on. Amy, photos attached including the dog pyjamas we purchased to stop her licking one of her surgical wounds. Oh my god. What a cool dog. Great she dog. She's so happy and she's got a cone on her head. She's got this stuff around her body to stop her, like you say, eating her wounds or indeed her own shit. And... <laughs> Full of the, just, that dog looks so happy. Well, so that's Zola, it. Zola's our pub dog this week. Now, do you want now. to end on? Uh, well, we've had a, an invitation to end on a note, and we have. I think we've pretty much put out for this kind of thing in the past, so you can't shy away from it. It is a comedy podcast, but Tyler Van Wormer says, Hi, John and Matt. I would be surprised if you'd seen, but while you were off air, Russell Hargreaves passed away. He was a talk sport announcer, broadcaster for rugby, golf and football. He handled radio commentary for Arsenal. He was also my friend and the father of a child in my son's class. Matt follows him on Twitter. I was hoping you might be able to have a brief moment of silence in Russ's memory during their next episode at The Dog. I hope you're both doing well and that, Matt, you are recovering speedily. Speedily. I'm a dedicated late night dogger uh, and I can't wait till you're all back down the dog. Don't get up the cat, Tyler Van Wormer. So I knew Russell, yeah. Lovely fella. He um when I used to do overnights on Talk Sport, he would often read the news and we got on very well. Absolutely lovely man. Um such a sweet uh, personality and um I I heard a couple of weeks ago that he died. It's really sad, he's similar age to us and mm-hmm. he'd done so much with his life. Um so yes. Uh, a, a brief moment to remote. I, I'm sure a lot of people who listen to this will remember him. He, he did a lot of stuff on Talk Sport. He was a, a great guy. Um, so yes, thanks for that, Tyler. And we'll now have a brief a moment um, to remember him. Oh man, there we go. It's it's changed gear, hasn't it? This podcast, but I like that we're able to do that. Um, yeah, because it's the, you know this is the, like the reality of life, isn't it? Is um, absolutely. You know, Shit happens, and it often, you know, it happens to people you know. And we it had a can happen really early. Very frank conversation with my uh, friends when we were away this week because we've known each other since we were eleven years old, and we still get together a couple of times a year to sort of just laugh, and it's very cathartic becoming the same person you were as a teenager instantly around your friends. And we said, "Ah, oh, I wonder if we'll still be doing this when we're eighty. And we all agreed we probably would, but there probably wouldn't be six of us anymore. No, and I, I, you know, the reality is there might not be six of you before your eighties. Well, not if the post office emails keep getting to me. <laughs> oh, man. This is, uh, I just love making this podcast. 
so much fun. It is. It's, it's a different tone now to what it was, but I think it's all the better for it. And still, I think one of the best things we get uh, every week is uh, our interactions that you send. So for the dogs of the week, for the memorabilia, for all the other stuff, thank you for your emails. That's all we've got time for this episode. We will be back at the end of the week with another. Uh, and get in touch. Hello at Dan the Dog. If you want to be in Colostomy Corner, is your dog our dog of the week? And anything else that we've talked about? I, uh, all the other things. Mad merch, referee merch. Ref merch and any other beeswax. And please leave a five-star written review, hit subscribe and spread the word far and wide. Until next time, don't get up the cat, get down the dog. And remember, don't fuck your stoma. (laughs) Bye. Bye.